This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. You know, sometimes with weight loss, we just make things too hard. So today we're going to talk about three questions you can ask to steer yourself towards success. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to do it. Diet. Thin. Won't kill your life. Thin. I won't smaller thighs. Thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to exercise. Hey, welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting.com. If you're new to the show, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, a lawyer. I'm not a fitness trainer. I'm also not a baker. There are a lot of things I'm not. Uh, but one of the things I am up, we'll jump right into the weigh-in. I am up a bit, uh, 0.86 pounds, which could be worse and I was kind of bummed because I was down to 233. I was knocking on the door. I was really starting to think about getting under 230. And then, you know, what happens? Family gets involved. And, you know, it only takes like one day to really undo lots of work. So I've kind of reset some stuff, dusted myself off, and got right back into it. So am I kind of bummed? Because it's been over a month since we've talked. And, uh Yeah. But I'm getting back. The couple things I'm doing is, again, I'm focusing on water. I'm focusing on getting sleep. And I'm focusing on getting some exercise. And as I record this, it's October of 2021. So I'm really making sure to get out and walk, get out and hike, because I live in Ohio, which means it's going to get cold soon. In fact, it's already getting cold at night. And uh, I'm dusting off the the treadmill and other things and knowing that, uh, you know, it's time to get used to doing that because I've had some fun exercising outside, but, uh, you know, that's, it's that whole, you know, the world keeps turning kind of thing. So I am, uh, I'm also investigating that whole, and I know so many people argue over this, but the intermittent fasting, the thing I like about it is I all I'm, here's really what I'm doing. In the morning, I eat breakfast when I'm hungry. Now, I know that sounds stupid, but instead of eating at 8 o'clock because, well, it's time to eat, I might eat at 9.30. I had today, I had a very, very small breakfast at about 11.30 because lunch was at 12.30. And lunch, I kind of have to eat at 12.30 due to the job. But uh, and, And by doing that, I'm eating smaller, but I am drinking lots of water in the morning. So it's, and it seems to be working a little bit. 
So that's where I'm at. And the other thing I noticed today as I was trying to see what my weight was the last time we talked is I logged into, I guess it's why things. This is the, I've talked about that. I have one of their scales. I have their blood pressure monitor. And the thing I looked at was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Is if you are a person like right now, I have an Apple watch and the Apple watch is fine and all, but it's one of those things where, well, it kind of looks like an Apple watch. And sometimes you kind of miss the old school kind of like, Hey, remember what a watch looked like a watch. And I was looking at, they like they have one called the Pulse HR. That looks like your typical Fitbit. It's electronic. But if I'm talking about actual a watch with like arms on it. Remember those? And so they have a couple and they're all fairly for lack of a better phrase, they're kind of cool looking. And I looked at one called the Move ECG. And it must be just coming out, but they have a few of these, and what's kind of interesting about them is they they look nice and I was kind of freaking out because I was like, wait, because on the watch itself, it has a zero to kind of 100 dial. And I'm like, wait, that's not a seconds. Seconds would be like zero to 60. And I was trying to figure it out. And what it is, I watched a, a video on it. That zero to 100 is how close you are to your activity goal. And I was like, well, that's kind of different. So if you're a person that's like, well, I would get one of them, their smartwatch thingies, but I hate the way they look. You might want to check out a why things uh, watch. It's one where I was like, huh? Cause I, uh, my uh, ex-wife bought me a really nice Seiko and it's in a drawer. I never wear it. But if I was going out someplace nice, that would be the watch I would put on. It was pretty fancy schmancy. And these aren't super fancy schmancy, but compared anything to a Fitbit or a Apple watch, these look pretty cool and they're not super expensive. The one I'm looking at is 129, which is definitely cheaper than an Apple watch. And I was trying to see if there were any that were less expensive. Yeah. I went out and checked on Amazon and they have uh, one called the why things move for 93 bucks and it tracks activity and a couple other things. So if that's been something you're like, ah, I would get one of those things to help me track or whatever, but I just think they're ugly. They're actually getting pretty cool looking. We're going to take a quick break. When I come back, I got three quick questions you can ask yourself that will definitely help you lose weight. When it comes to food tracking, there's a new name in town, and that is Chronometer. It's a great app that gives you tons of stats, and their database is a whole lot more accurate than things like MyFitnessPal. Oh, and it's cheaper. One of my favorite things is if I have a food that's not in the database, I simply scan the label, and the software inputs the information for you. You can check out Chronometer by going to LogicalLoss.com slash food tracking. That's LogicalLoss.com slash food tracking. Have you checked out the Logical Weight Loss Resources section? We have things like calorie trackers, breath analyzers, water reminders, weight loss challenges, scales, fitness trackers, habit reinforcement, mental health, weight training. If you have sore muscles, we've got resources for that. Some of my favorite books, our favorite supplements, it's all there. Go over to LogicalLoss.com slash resources. 
What if you took the accountability of Weight Watchers and combined it with the support of a like-minded community and the spark of a weight loss challenge? Well, you can find out at monthlychallenge.fit. The next challenge starts on the 1st. Use the coupon code NOW100 to get your first month free. Go to monthlychallenge.fit. All right. I got this from Elizabeth Benton. She's one of my favorite kind of inspirational weight loss people. Uh, I actually interviewed her back in September of 2020. If you haven't read her book, Chasing Cupcakes, you need to. And I'll put a link in the show notes out at logicalloss.com slash 444, where I interviewed Elizabeth. And I was looking at that kind of, boy, there are times when things kind of kick in the pants. And I was looking at that episode, and I can see where my weigh-in, I was up to uh, 227. And here I am at 230-something. And I was like, ugh, get out of your head. Just focus on what you can do, right? And I was listening to something she was on, and there were these three things. So I can't take credit for this, nor do I want to. But I'm saying it's a, a great way to mentally get in the game. So the first thing is when you go to eat something, ask yourself, am, is the thing I'm going to eat better or worse than what I normally would eat? And so let's say you wake up and you are a big fan of brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tarts. Definitely not the healthiest thing on the planet. It's basically a rectangle piece of sugar with not a lot of nutrition in it. And if you now go to something like Kellogg's Raisin Bran, which also, for the record, has a lot of sugar in it, but at least it has some bran in it and some other things that are probably more nutritionally better, granted I'm not saying healthy, but better than a brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tart. So that's the first thing you can ask yourself, is what I'm eating better than what my normal, whatever it is, my normal breakfast is? An example I've been doing is I don't know why I somehow habit is so hard to break. And somehow I got into my head that I'm going to reward myself by getting an egg McMuffin meal on the weekends. And it is, I don't know why I'm like a zombie. I just go to McDonald's that includes the Coke, of course. And I started breaking that slowly by just making my own like egg McMuffin. There's no ham. It's just basically a fried egg on toast is what it amounts to. I don't even use the English muffin thing and I kind of like it. And so that is better. Why? Because there's no, I'm not eating that grease sponge that is the McDonald's hash brown and I'm drinking water. It's a better choice. So that's the first question is what I'm eating better than what I normally eat. Cause what happens then? So let's say you go from brown sugar cinnamon to raisin bran, and then you find maybe a cereal or a protein drink or actual food That's better than that. If you constantly are doing something better than the last thing you did, it's it's a way to kind of steer that part into success. So is what I'm eating better than what I usually eat? Number two, how does it make me feel? How does this new thing make me feel? And I got to tell you something. 
I had there's a restaurant here in Ohio. I don't think it's a national chain called Mr. Hero. And they make these kind of subs that are, you know, cheesesteaks and things like that, but it's kind of this weird, I don't know what it is, some sort of salami and cheese and onions and they're yummy. And it's one of those things I don't eat a lot because there aren't a lot of them around. And when I saw one, I was like, oh, Mr. Hero, I haven't had one of those in a while. And I got the smallest version of a sub they had. And, of course, instead of drinking water, well, they had Mountain Dew. And so I got a Mountain Dew fountain drink. And I've come to the conclusion that fountain drinks at restaurants, unless you're at good old Mickey D's, taste awful. And the reason for that, and I know this because I worked in a restaurant once, the way they make a fountain drink, those an actual like 16-ounce cup of whatever cost them pennies, pennies to create because you're mixing the whatever it is, the CO2 and the syrup together to make that. And that's why it typically doesn't taste that great. And uh, for me, I got it. I was like, oh, yay. Start, and I got about halfway through the sub, and my body was already saying, hey, uh, you know, I think I'm full. Or maybe you shouldn't eat the rest of that. And I was like, well, I bought it. You know, this is what I normally eat. Didn't listen to my body. Ate the rest of the sandwich, drank the rest of the Mountain Dew. And the rest of the night, I just felt horrible. And I wrote it down in like a journal. I was like, note to self, here are some things that make me feel bad that I continually go back because I haven't had one in a while and eat. And those are things like Mr. Hero, uh, especially with a fountain drink. I don't know if the, if I hadn't had it with a fountain drink, I probably still would have felt pretty bad. If I get a Big Mac at McDonald's, and again, if I get some sort of fountain drink with that, I will walk around the rest of the evening going, and then things will be fine, and 10 minutes later, drives me nuts. So question number one, is it better than what you normally eat? Number two, how does it make you feel? Because there are times that my arch nemesis is ice cream, and yet when I eat ice cream, I again walk around the rest of the night kind of clearing my throat. Does it make you feel better? Because sometimes you think it makes you feel better because you get that kind of dopamine kick. You're like, oh my gosh, I haven't had this in so long. It's so good. And then 10 minutes later, you're like, oh, I don't know. Hmm. So is it better than what you normally eat? How does it make you feel? And of course, the third question is, is it working? Is it working? Because if you find something that's better than what you normally eat, but it makes you feel bad, you're not going to eat it. If you find something that is worse than what you normally eat, well, then it's not going to probably end up on the scale as a success. So you find something better, you find something, and, and sometimes you might find something that doesn't make you feel bad, but it doesn't end up in you know a weight loss. And so by continually testing, and the one for me that I was like, I need to start paying attention to that is that second question. How does this make me feel? And sometimes that's even really healthy stuff. I, you see those pre-made bags of salad at the different grocery stores now, and I will buy a bag and I will get a salad bowl that is meant to be put on the table for everyone 
to, you know, grab and put a little on your plate and I will eat the whole bowl. That will be my dinner. One big giant bag of salad. And I will often throw in things like a couple of cubes of chicken, throw in a hard boiled egg, try to make it healthy, throw some uh, salad dressing in there lightly. And I am again, starting to realize I need to listen to my body because I ate it the one night because it is yummy. I like salad. But again, afterwards, I was just like, "Ugh, I need a nap. I ate, I was full. I was like bloated in a way. And so the last time I did that, I ate like three-fourths of it. My body was like, hey, Dave, I don't know if you realize this, but um, we're full. You can quit. We're good with the salad. Thanks. We appreciate it. And so I did. And it feels weird to like throw perfectly good salad into the trash can. And maybe next time I'm going to try this because you always have that voice, you know, the voice in your head that said, maybe you should just put half the bag into the bowl and then tie up the bag and eat some later. And I'm, there's voice in my head is like, oh, that'll never work. It'll be bad by the time you eat it. And that might be true, but there's only one way to find out and that's to try it. So those are the three things that I'm kind of working on. And it just seems like if you keep tweaking all of those and use those as benchmarks. Is this better than what I normally eat? Because eventually, what you normally eat is going to change. You're going to say, well, I used to eat, you know, two brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tarts, and now I'm eating uh, two cups of Raisin Bran with whatever, full milk or whatever. And then you, you switch to one cup of Raisin Bran with skim milk, and then later you you switch to something that's actually healthy and not chock full of sugar. And then... What makes you, how does it make you feel? Because obviously if it makes you feel horrible or, and and besides being bloated, the other one is uh, what if it makes you starve? That's not going to work, right? There are also, there, there are many varieties of how does it make you feel? Might make you feel tired, might make you feel jittery, might make you feel bloated, might make you feel like, Hey, I need about another five of those, please. I'm starving over here. And then is it working on the scale? Those are the three things that you can think about and start to tweak yourself and get yourself back on track. As I record this, it's the 19th of October, which means here in the U.S. we're going to be celebrating Halloween, which is nothing but candy, candy, and more candy. So they always, I mean, they've already, what's funny about this is I record this, they're putting out Christmas stuff. I'm not making that up. They're putting out Christmas stuff which means you're going to see Christmas candy come out and they always try to get you to buy, you know, get, get it now before we run out of candy. That's always funny. You need to buy your Halloween candy now so that when the kitties come around to get it, we, you know, you're not the one person that couldn't find any. I'm here to tell you Americans, we have no shortage of candy. You don't have to buy that bag now. Cause what happens is you buy the bag now and then you eat it. That's the reason that there's no candy for the kids. You ate it all. So keep that in mind. Don't fall for that thing. And also, is it just me or are they going to start making cars out of Reese's? Everything. It's Oh, here's a Reese's cup, the big giant cup, the dual pack giant cup, the the family pack, the, you know, and we got Reese's sticks and Reese's this. And I'm like, I'm really expecting them to go new from Reese's. It's the Reese's car. It's crazy. Everything is made out of peanut butter and chocolate. So hang in there as and, and just realize, and I always say this every year, we're headed towards the holidays. And the holidays, if we count Halloween, 
is Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Now, if you're Jewish or some other faith, there might be some other ones in there. But no matter what they are, sometimes we go, well, it is the holidays. And I'm like, no, actually, Christmas isn't for another like month and a half. Or Thanksgiving isn't for another two weeks or whatever it is. And we just throw everything out the window because, well, you know, it's the holidays. Don't do that. Remember, the holidays are three days, maybe four, five, something like that. It's not just a get out of jail free card because then come January and, you know, oh, New Year's resolution. Wow, I need to drop, you know, 40 pounds. Last year I needed to drop 30. How did that happen? Holy cow. And then you hate yourself. And how what, how how does that make you feel? It makes you feel like you need to go to the, the uh, you know, refrigerator and get something. So set yourself up for success. Start looking at what you're eating. Start looking at how you're feeling and start monitoring that weight on the scale and see if what you're doing is working. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free, 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just to die it. Thin. Not till you lie. Thin. I want smaller thighs. Thin. But I realize. I guess I'll have to